on this episode of Pine State Gothic. And I see an old school baby buggy in the corner, like turned over on its side, like a pram style baby buggy. The TV in my room turns on and I turn over to look at it and it's that creepy black and white static screen. Nineteen eighty-six, Morrill, Maine. I'm around three years old. I wake up from my midday nap to a sound I have no reference for. I clutch my blanket and lay still in my bed. Daddy, 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 daddy. I call out. My voice comes echoing back. Daddy, 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 daddy. I call out again, and the echo gets stranger, distorted. Daddy? I don't know to pinch myself, but I know I'm awake. My dad laughs and it echoes eerily. But I follow the sound and find him fiddling with the dials on a new effects machine. The device blew both our minds, but for different reasons. Fear is a fickle friend meant to protect us, but easy to misplace. Something we are afraid of might turn out to be nothing. Sometimes we are afraid of the wrong thing altogether. And what about those times when, even if we maybe should be, we aren't afraid at all? I'm Leah Watkins. On this episode of Pine State Gothic, one creepy attic, two best friends, two very different experiences. We start with Molly, who caves to curiosity and climbs up to investigate the attic in her house in Westbrook, only to realize that there is a more serious threat in the backyard. Get comfortable, she's going to tell you all about it. Molly, and this took place in Westbrook, Maine. I live here in Westbrook, just outside of Portland. My husband and I bought our house uh, almost eight years ago. Our house was built in 1885, so it's a bit old. When the house was inspected, the inspector peeked his head up in the attic, but we didn't go up, so in order to get into our attic, you have to have a ladder on our second floor landing, climb the ladder, poke this little board door through, and then you can kind of put your body up through the door. So my husband and I had never even seen what was in what was up there. The inspector was just like, yeah, it's just insulation. You can't really use this area for storage, you know but it's fine for the inspection. We're like, okay, no problem. 
So we're living here a couple years. I love creepy stuff, so I'm like, I really want to know what's up in our attic. I did find a tooth once in a floorboard upstairs, so there's definitely some weird things that could have happened here, I guess. So it's in the fall time, probably about five years ago. We get a ladder, we're up on the second floor. Um, we have two pugs at this point who are just kind of hanging out on the second floor landing with us. So get up in the ladder, get the little attic door open. And I kind of look up <laughs> in the attic and I see a, an old school baby buggy in the corner, like turned over on its side, like a pram style baby buggy. And then there's a, um, a doll's wooden crib that has like bite marks on it, which obviously is from squirrels if you're from Maine, you know that, but I was like, what? Um, and there were some other random toys up there, all really, really old, super creepy, but nothing else. Just like four or five big, you know, like a, a doll carriage and, um, and the cradle. It was just so creepy. So as I'm kind of like poking around up there, my dogs start losing their minds, barking, barking like they haven't been fed in two weeks. Like they're going nuts. They're jumping around and I'm like getting a weird feeling. I'm like, okay, clearly they can sense something. Let's call it a day on our little attic exploration and, you know, put the, put the door back on. Let's, let's just, we've seen it. We're good. There's creepy toys up there. I'm going to leave them up there because I've seen too many movies, you know, take stuff like that out. So we're put the door back on, you know, bring the ladder down to the basement. Meanwhile, the dogs are still just losing their minds still. Like we haven't taken anything from the attic. We've closed it back up great is there now a spirit in my house dogs are still barking we look out towards our backyard our entire backyard is on fire like I'm talking eight to ten foot flames it looks like a wall of fire in the backyard and our neighbor's yard as well so the dogs had actually been trying to warn us <laughs> that I wasn't dealing with a ghost, but that my backyard was on fire. <laughs> we had to call 911 and have the fire department come. And someone had been walking behind our house and had like flicked a cigarette and lit a bunch of old leaves on fire. So basically got a bunch of tree damage in my backyard and the neighbor's backyard. Then one day this summer, my best friend Katie came over She's like, well, I really want it. She's like, I want to look at the creepy toys. I want to see them. So I'm like, all right, okay, you asked for it. So we go up on the landing and open it up again. She's looking at everything. She's all freaked out. And her dog had been over here. Um, like she brought him over to hang out with mine. And when they went home that night, her dog, who always sleeps in their bedroom with them, would not go in the bedroom, would not listen to her at all was acting in a way that he has never acted before, wouldn't be around her. So we're like, oh my God, did she like bring something home with her? Her dog's name is Farley and she was like, I think Farley knows. She's like, he's sensing something. He won't come in the bedroom. I can't sleep at all.
Molly, thank you. Molly was lucky that her dogs knew where the real and present danger was and wouldn't give up until she paid attention. Now we're going to hear from her best friend Katie, who has been followed across Maine by an entity but says that her experience with Molly's attic was by far the most chilling. That's next when Pine State Gothic continues. Best friends Molly and Katie finally get together after months apart and decide to open up Molly's toy-filled attic so Katie can see for herself. Molly may have stifled some giggles when she was telling us this story, but it wasn't so funny for Katie. Her attic is probably the creepiest attic I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm Katie. I have several different experiences that have occurred throughout the past couple of decades, I would say, um, that span all over the state of Maine in a lot of different places that I've lived. My best friend, Molly, this year, kind of when this pandemic was in full force, I think it was like May, I hadn't seen her for eight weeks, which is the longest we've ever gone without seeing each other, went over to her house and for some reason that day, we decided to look up into her attic. All there is up there are toys, and it's just five toys, old, old, old toys, like decades and decades old, scattered around her attic in very different spots in the attic. Like somebody had to go up there and put them in these spots, which is creepy in itself. So we looked up there for a few minutes, didn't really think much of it, kind of forgot about it almost. But then later that night, my husband and I were back at home and we're getting ready to go to bed and we have a um, Bernice Mountain Dog and he sleeps either on our bed or on our floor in our bedroom every single night. He has his whole life. But for some reason on this night, he would not even enter our room. Like he would, he would not come into our bedroom and I would, you know, I had treats, I would, say, come on, you know, we're going to bed, come on. And if I tried to even pull him into the room, he flipped out, like he would not enter our bedroom that night. And I thought that was just the creepiest thing on the planet. That's really the only thing that happened, but that's the only time I've actually been scared or frightened of something that's happened to me. The other things that have happened actually have not been scary, but just odd and kind of cool sometimes. First thing that ever happened that I can remember was when I was a child and I actually grew up in Millinocket. So like kind of three hours north of where I am now. The first thing I ever remember happening in my childhood home was I was sitting in my parents' bedroom watching TV and they had like posts on the end of their bed. So I would kind of sit um, around the posts at the end of the bed and the TV would be up in the corner, like on a, TV stand coming out of the wall. So I would just be like watching TV there all the time. And I just remember one night I was in there by myself watching TV and all of a sudden the bed just started to shake. Back and forth, back and forth, enough for me to notice. And I, I would say I was maybe like eight or nine years old. So like not a tiny child, but 
a child that is like, okay, this isn't supposed to be happening. There's no reason for this to be happening. So it just shook and shook and shook for a couple of minutes. And I didn't really know what was going on. And I didn't even call for my parents. I just, once it stopped, I just got up and left the room. And I still think about that experience because I, again, I wasn't scared. It didn't frighten me. I don't know why I wasn't scared, but that was it. Like I just got up and left and probably forgot about it at that point. Several years later, the next noticeable experience in that same house, I was in high school and I had this bedroom that had like a, we would call it a cubby hole. And it was like a closet that you could climb up into that used to be used for storage before it was my, like before my room was connected to it. And I actually was able to put like a little twin mattress up there and a TV. So I actually, and this sounds ridiculous saying it out loud, but I slept in the closet because it was just like a really cool place to sleep. I remember one night being up there sleeping and this there was just a mattress up there. So no bed frame, no box spring, nothing, just a mattress. And I remember being up there trying to fall asleep. The bed starts shaking again. And this space is literally big enough for just a twin mattress. So there was nothing else that could have been up there. Like the bed shouldn't have been able to shake. It wasn't on any kind of wheels or stand. So it just shook and shook and shook for a little bit. Again, I wasn't scared. I don't know why, but I just, it was like a calming thing. Like I don't, I, I will never know why I haven't been scared of these things. At the end of high school, we moved down to Southern Maine to a house in Scarborough. And I, it's funny, I always have called this a poltergeist and I don't, I think that's the wrong term because I feel like poltergeists are usually looked at as like scary and, and violent <laughs> sometimes. Um, but I haven't felt that way about this presence, I guess. But I do think it's been the same presence the whole time. And I've nicknamed this thing Jones. And I don't know why that's its name. It came to me one day. I have no idea where from. I don't know anybody else in my life with the first or last name of Jones. But my dad, like after me telling him these stories one day, he's like, yeah, what's his name? Like kind of joking around. And I was like, oh, I've just always called him Jones. And so that like most of my family like knows of Jones now and like all of these random things that have happened. We moved down to this house in Scarborough and a lot of things happened there over the years. Primarily though, there's one night that I will always keep in mind and it's only because so many things happened in the same night and I had never had this happen before. So one of these nights I was tr again tr trying to go to bed, lounging in my room. I think I had just got done watching like the Vampire Diaries or something. And laying there, the only other person in the house at the time is my stepmom who's upstairs. My brother's at college and my dad was working on a job site in New Hampshire. So it was just me and my stepmom. All of a sudden I hear what sounds like a man clear his throat, which weird because my dad and my brother were gone um, and there, there shouldn't have been a man in my house. So I hear this, this man clear, clear his throat and again I'm not scared and I, I'm calm about it and I'm like okay 
I, I don't know how that's possible, but I just kept laying there and I guess trying to fall asleep. Then a little bit later, same night, my sheets start moving. So the blankets on my bed start moving around a little bit. Like I'm not kicking, I'm not moving. There's nobody else down there. I'm actually on the bottom floor of the house. So there's like nothing under me that could rattle the room. Um, I was on concrete. So I, I really can't explain how my sheets were moving, but my like comforter was moving around. We had recently close to this night lost um, our family dog and so it wouldn't have been him and then we do have a cat but the cat stays upstairs so the cat couldn't have been down there so it basically deduced that I could not figure out how that was happening and then so a little bit later same night I'm still trying to fall asleep it's dark I'm facing the wall and all of a sudden the tv in my room turns on and I turn over to look at it and it's that creepy black and white static screen no picture like no channels just the static screen so creepy so odd so then I just shut the tv off and eventually that night I fell asleep but all of those things happened in the same night which still like blows my mind the only other thing I've heard in that house unrelated to the Jones type stuff, I think, is after my dog passed away, I would hear the clicking of his like toes on the uh, floor upstairs while I was sleeping or trying to sleep. So I'd hear him still like walking around the click, click, click of the toenails on the floor above me, which I thought was actually, it was kind of endearing. Like that was kind of cute. It was nice to know he was still trying to stick around, I think. But then after that, I moved into an apartment in Portland with my now husband. We were there for a little over a year and not one thing happened there, nothing at all. Like not one experience happened in that apartment. And I always would bring it up, like I wonder where Jones is. Why didn't he come here? But not a thing happened there. That was the only building that I personally lived in that had more than just me or my family in it. So it was, a, it was a building that had three different levels of people. And so maybe that had to do with it, but it's the only place I've never had any experiences happen. Now we're in this house, still in Southern Maine, we're actually in Wyndham. And we've been here for almost five years. And up until this year, there hasn't been anything. Nothing has happened here either. And then for some reason this year, I've had a couple of experiences. One of them was the, you know, Farley, my dog, not coming into the room after looking in Molly's attic. But the other two things that have happened are just in the past couple of weeks. Um, so that's new. It's new to have that kind of stuff going on here. And both of these new experiences, I get the same vibe as the earlier in life ones. Like, it's, it's weird to see these things because they can't be explained, but I'm also still not scared. It's almost calming to see this stuff. So two weeks ago now, I think I was downstairs in our basement playing drums because I've actually taken up drums as like the quarantine hobby. And I was down there by myself. I think it was like 10 or 11 at night. 
playing away, have headphones on, and the lights, the lights are all on down there, so the whole basement is lit. And from the corner of my eye, um, off to the other side of the basement, I see, and I don't remember what it was, it was either like a flurry of white mist or something actually moved over there. And I didn't really take it seriously because I was like, well, nothing's ever happened here and you know, I have never seen anything like that before. So anyway, I just continued to play drums. And then like within another 10 minutes, I saw something again and I, and it was like, there was movement, but I cannot deduce if it was a physical object moving or like a misty white apparition type thing. But there was movement and I, I saw it twice. Like there's no way something wasn't over there. And I don't know what it was, still a calming feeling wasn't scared, continued to play drums for even a little while after that. Told my husband about it the next morning. He doesn't really believe this stuff to the extent that I do sometimes, so it's kind of funny to have those conversations with him. The other thing that's happened here was just a few days ago, um, I was sitting on my couch watching TV in my living room, and our whole bay window is full of all kinds of different kinds of plants. From the corner of my eye again, I see two pieces of a plant get thrown from the window and onto the floor about two to three feet away from the window. Then one of my cats ran over at it, so I know I wasn't crazy. Like he had seen it just fall and he was running over to see what it was. Um, so I know it had just gotten onto the floor. So it got thrown from the, from the window about three feet away from the plant. And I tried everything I could. I, I broke other leaves off the plant and I tried to drop them. Like, there's no way that they should have landed where they did. And I mean, obviously I don't understand physics or like gravity to the extent that I probably should, but they, they should not have landed where they did. It was way too far away from the window. That's the, that's the most, most recent experience I've had. It's kind of cool to know that things are picking up here for the first time in five years. I'm interested to see kind of what else goes on. Thank you again to my contributors, Molly and Katie, for trusting me with your stories. This episode featured music by Mon Plessier, Daniel Birch, Jack Anderton, Antonio Bizarro, Mellow Mink, Blue Dressed Man, Sean Wilson, and Lately Kind of Yeah. Pine State Gothic is edited and produced by me, Leah Watkins. I want to hear your experiences of the mysterious, magical, mystical, or murderous side of me. Please email me at pinestategothic at gmail.com. Our backyard was on fire, and I just thought that they were barking at a ghost the whole time.